0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca
1: when you go through tough times like this maybe it makes you a better team you know for Connor and for Dreisaitl those guys have had uh, nice careers and they've hit a little bump in the road and it's going to make them better it's going to make them stronger and it's going to make them great people this, this is Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. this is platform this is Kim this is Connor from your Edmonton
2: Oilers this is Oil Country and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex service for all brands of office printers and copiers
1: yeah Digitex does that
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Look at your
1: young men
3: fighting, look at your wind.
4: The day back in the late 1980s, they used to call it the "uncivil war" between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. It is the Battle of Alberta tonight at the Saddledome in Calgary. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you. Oilers Now brought to you by our friends Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. Digitex with six locations in the province of Alberta. And now in Saskatchewan and Manitoba as well. Coming up on today's show, a complete preview of tonight's game. There are a couple uh, developing storylines of note, one involving uh, Oscar Kleffbaum for the Edmonton Oilers and the other involving Matthew Kachuk of the Calgary Flames. From uh, Calgary, uh, does uh, writes for uh, Post Media as well as Sportsnet, uh, longtime Calgary-based media personality, Eric Francis, to discuss the position the Flames are on. The man that wrote the definitive book on the Battle of Alberta called The Battle of Alberta, Mark Spector. Star for Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, live racing, coming up. May 5th, thoroughbred style, at Northlands Park. I'll have a conversation with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We'll hear from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan and much, much more on today's edition of Oilers Now. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us at the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Creek has Bill Engvall March 24th. And Larry the Cable Guy on April 14th at the River Creek Resort and Casino. Tickets at ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at oilersnow at 630 chidcom We are available via text at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're new, uh, looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson. That's Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. He'll hook you up. Great selection today at WestlockFord.com on their website. Worth the drive to get your new ride. I'm on Twitter, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan's at Brendan Ulrich, the show Twitter account at Oilers Now. And again, spec today, we're going to move them to 1 o'clock. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, HRA Live thoroughbred Racing, returns to Northlands Park May 5th. It's the Oilers and the Calgary Flames. Yesterday, Todd McClellan was asked on the order success against the Flames Edmonton. They've won seven straight games over the last two seasons. They've scored 19 goals in the last three games played in Calgary. Here's Todd McClellan.
2: Well, the rivalry, I think, gets both teams up. Uh, it's an exciting time to be playing, especially against your rival. Uh, we've found some breaks. We've got some good goaltending. Uh, we found ways to check when we needed to. We've had to come back in games. Uh, there's really no pattern to our success against them. Um, every game's been different. and Every game has taken on its own personality. So, um, you know, we hope that continues again tomorrow and we can find a way to, to push our way to a win. That
4: is Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Let's look at the lineup uh, projected for the Edmonton Oilers. Oscar Kleffbaum will uh, not play tonight. Ethan Bear will. McClellan had these comments on Bear on the power play and what he needs to see from Ethan Bear
2: moving forward. I got asked the question outside the coaches' room. Everybody wants it. What does that mean? He's been on the power play. You know, he's been on both units. He's running the first power play. So. I would disagree with your question. What I would say is that we agree with your question. He is on the power play. He's running it, and uh, that's a real positive. Moving forward, we want to see him continue that. A lot of players come in early with um, uh, some energy and some excitement, and they perform real well, and then it tends to fall off. He hasn't shown signs of that. Um, We're going to play against our rival in Calgary. We'll see how he responds in that game. And and going forward, we want to make sure that he has... Uh, a positive experience here, but also is learning and improving as he's doing it, and that would probably come in the the defensive area.
4: All right, so uh, Connor McDavid up front, along with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Pontus Aberg. Nugent Hopkins a goal and an assist with uh, Connor McDavid and, and Aberg against Minnesota. Now it should be noticed, uh, Minnesota drilled that line five on five. The orders had a tough. Uh, uh, a tough game gaining puck possession. McDavid has been on fire. 18 goals in his last 19 games. 30 points overall. Let's not forget, it was at this time last year that Connor McDavid, for our friends at uh, Joey Bell Tower and local, went supersonic, gin and tonic. Did to Connor McDavid 25 points in his final 14 games last season? He's got 14 left this year. Uh, he's ahead of last year's scoring pace. We'll see what transpires here down the stretch. Leon Dreisettle expected to uh, suit up with uh, Milan Lucic and Mike Camilleri. It'll be the 900th career NHL game for Camilleri, who had some of his best seasons in Calgary. He has not scored in 29 games. Lucic has not scored in 32. Dreisaitl, by the way, 21 points in the last 19 games, including 10 goals. Again, more on Drysaddle in a second. Ryan Strom with Yassapul Yarby and Anton Slepeshev. Jujar Kira expected to go with Drake Kajul and Zach Yassian. McDavid, in those seven straight wins for Edmonton over Calgary, had six goals and 13 points overall. Uh, by my count, well, I'm not quite sure how this math works out here, but uh, uh, he's sorry. he's got seven goals and 13 points in his last seven games against Calgary, and nine goals and 15 points in 10 career games against the Flames. By the way, Leon Dreisaitl, Three goals, fourteen points, and fourteen career games against the play, against the Flames. I believe in Specs Book Battle of Alberta. It may have been Craig Muni who said it's uh, games against Calgary that define you. Well, the Oilers have had some good nights against Calgary. On defense, Darnell Lurse expected to be with Adam Larson. and Chris Russell with Ethan Barry. I thought uh, that pairing looked pretty good the other night. Andre Sacra continuing to try to get up to speed here. He'll be with Matthew Benning. Cam Talbot's starting goal. Talbot 8-2 and two against the Flames, a 2.36 goals against average and a nine twenty one save percentage. The Oilers 13-8 and eight in the Pacific Division. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. They won three straight. Should be a fun one. McDavid, by the way, third in the NHL scoring race. He's four points behind Kucherov and three points behind Malkin. Kucherov has 13 games left. malkin has got 12 games left. Giroux's two points behind McDavid. Giroux has 12 games left. McDavid's got 14 left. Don't rule him out from winning the NHL scoring title. Calgary's expected lineup. The Flames come in with a record of 34, 26, and 10. They got a minus nine in goal differential. They're just 14, 16, and four at home. This is pretty much a must-win, much must-win game for the Calgary Flames. Sean Monahan up front with Johnny Goodrow, who's had a terrific bounce-back campaign, and Michael Furland. Goodrow just 61 points last season. He's already got 79 this year. Monaghan, a consistent high 20, low 30-goal score. He's got 30 goals already this season. Last four years, 31-27, 27-30. and career-high 20 goals, 36 points. Matthew Kachuk is out. Upper body issues, suspected concussion. He's had a terrific campaign, 24 goals, 49 points, 68 games. The Flames will move up Sam Bennett. Combined, minus 37 the last three years. He'll play with Backlund, who's minus 11 this year, and Frolic, who's minus 11. Boys like Michael Backlund third line completely rebuilt for Calgary Troy Brower will be with uh, Devin Shore, uh, sorry Nick Shore Nick Shore and Chris Stewart who is claimed on waivers by the Flames Stewart's played 647 career games, he's got 12 goals and 20 points in 29 games against the Oilers Matt Stajan will center former Edmonton Oil King Curtis Lazar and agitating Garnet Hathaway uh, Lazar, 38-41 and 41 goal seasons with the Edmonton Oil Kings as a 17- and 18-year-old. These are not propped-up numbers as a 19 or 20 in the dub. He did it at 17 and 18, 38-41 goals, but it has not trans- uh, transitioned into goal scoring at the NHL for three goals in 59 games with the Flames organization for Curtis Lazar since being picked up in a trade from Ottawa. Mark Giordano has got great career numbers against Edmonton, seven goals, 24 points, 48 games. He'll be of Dougie Hamilton, 13 points, 15 career games against Edmonton. They both play north of 21 minutes a game. Gio plays 24-50. TJ Brody, minus 13 this season, minus 29 the last two years. He's paired with Travis Hammondick, who the Flames gave up a number one in 2018, a number two in 2018. And then uh, number two in either 2019 or 2020 to acquire. Brett Kulak, Edmonton area product with Michael Stone. Stone minus 10 this year. Mike Smith starts in goal. He's 15-4-1. A 2.47 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage. The Oilers have an opportunity to play the spoiler role. Todd McClellan was asked about that yesterday.
2: Well, when you embrace the spoiler spoiler role, you've spoiled your own season. Is is how I see it. Um, you know, and, and the motivation behind that is great. Uh, you know, keep pushing and play hard and and ruin it for somebody else. But uh, when you get to that spot, you haven't done enough to to make it a happy place for your own team. And uh, for me, that's the spoiler role. We've spoiled our own season.
4: There you go. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you, 1218 in Edmonton. We're going to get to a couple other topics when we come back. We're going to get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. I'm going to talk a bit about uh, some comments that were directed uh, Leon Dreisaitl's way in roster construction. And uh, I'll also play you a clip from yesterday's edition of Oilers Now when we return.
0: Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca.
1: This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right. Uh,
4: as some of you may have seen, if you're listening to a show called Oilers Now, uh, I put a tweet out earlier today uh, involving uh, Leon Dreisettle multiple times this season. There have been talking heads that are Toronto-based, okay, that have uh, criticized the Dreisaitl contract and criticized Dreisaitl's uh, contributions to the Edmonton Brothers Hockey Club this year. Allow me to suggest to you that as somebody who's around the team on a day-to-day basis that I would argue uh, that Leon Dreisaitl is probably the second least Uh, of Edmonton's problems uh, during the course of the season. Uh, The dry settle has been relatively productive, especially 5-on-5, and uh, though there is more game to give, there is uh, no question in my mind that he has performed uh, close to or up to uh, the contract, for what it's worth. So let's take it one step further. Uh, I do find it interesting, be it Sportsnet or TSN, that some of the media that criticized Dreisaitl happen to be former players. And, and I, I get it. There is a bit of a mentality out there that uh, some think he got paid too much too soon. Others might say that's how the business has shifted, that you're now paying based on speculation instead of being based uh, paying for past performance. So the tweet says, funny how it is often ex-players who whine the most about what young players make. Here is a dry cycle comparable for you. Jonathan Taze makes $10.5 million. Okay, He has a lengthy contract extension. This season, Taze has 19 goals, 49 points in 70 games. He's plus three. He plays 19.41 per game and he has 38 even-strength points, okay? 49 points in 70 games, 38 even-strength points. Dreisaitl makes $2 million less per on a cap hit. Dreisaitl has 12 more points, 22 goals, 61 uh, points. He's played six fewer games than Taze. Plus-minus is the same. Uh, Dreisaitl plays roughly the same amount of minutes, and Settle has 12 more even-strength points than Jonathan Taze, one of the best players in the world. And is actually ninth in the league in even strength points. For those of you that would listen to a show called Oilers Now, my guess is that you know fully well that if the Oilers' power play had done anything this year, Leon Drysaddle would be over a point per game. So, I don't know, man. I, it just it, There just seems to be this reoccurring theme out there that Drysaddle somehow let the Oilers down this season. I... I find that to be a little bit dubious. There are lots of challenges that this club has had. Now, some have, you know, uh, commented on the roster construction. Well, you pay for what veterans have done in the past, and sometimes it's difficult for said veterans to live up to those contracts. In my mind, Dreisettle has lived up to the contract. Yesterday on Oilers, Now, I know we had to address another issue that was out there in terms of, hey, who's calling the shots in Edmonton? One guy who's plugged in at the league level and is going to be very helpful over the next couple of years, is Monday contributor to the show, John Shannon. He had this to say on Who's Calling the Shots.
3: Well, I, I don't see anything changing, Brendan. I mean, you know, there. listen, when you lose, as the Oilers have done a few too many times this year, you will end up with a lot more questions. And there's also an, uh, an anticipation that changes have to be made Uh, At least that's the perception. Uh, But I I don't see anything changing from Nicholson's perspective. uh, And I don't see anything changing in the organizational chart that uh, suggests that Bob talks uh, uh, and deals with Peter on a regular basis. The one thing you understand about Bob Nicholson, uh, who I've known for, gosh, 30 years, uh, and particularly in his time at, at Hockey Canada, Uh, Bob is not a dictator. What Bob does, and I think does it as well as anybody in the game of hockey, is he's a consensus builder. So he will talk to a lot of people. Uh, I think that that's Wayne's role in all of this. I still think that Kevin perhaps will have a discussion. Uh, But in the end, Bob will create that consensus and then act on it and and we'll do what's best for the organization so from from that perspective i think bob's in the right spot uh and you know then you have to go to uh accruing players and that's peter's job and then coaching the players and that's todd's job
4: there you go that's john shannon uh from NHL hockey on Rogers, twelve twenty-six Edmonton. Let's get it in right now, Brendan. You ready to roll here at the NHL today for friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear.
1: Seven uh, games on tap tonight including the Battle of Alberta. Around the league we have Boston at Carolina. Brad Marchand, a game time decision for the Bees, an upper body injury. Dallas and in Montreal, Ben Bishop remains out with a knee injury for the Stars. Tampa Bay rolling along right now. They've won five straight and nine of their last ten. They host Ottawa tonight, a big game in Nashville. The Jets in town. Matt Hendricks was hurt last night against the Caps. He's out tonight. Mark Shifley remains out with an upper body the injury for the Jets. The Avs are in Minnesota. Last time out, the Avs knocked off the Wild by a score of 7-1. Nathan McKinnon had five points in that game. And the LA Kings travel to Arizona after shutting out the uh, Canucks 3-0 last night to jump into third spot in the Pacific Division. The Condors will host Tucson tomorrow. The Oil Kings hosting Lethbridge tonight. It's their second uh, last home game of the season. That game goes at 7 o'clock. And the number two Golden Bears will open up Nationals against the number seven-ranked Arcadia in the quarterfinals. That game is Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eventon time.
4: All right, well, we'll see how Serge Ljoie's squad does. Uh, former Golden Bears head coach Eric Thurston. I worked with Eric uh, for uh, the better part of uh, about 12 years. No, actually 14 years in a variety of roles. Uh, Eric Thurston, the new general manager, head coach of uh, Drayton Valley in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. I would suggest to you that Eric is significantly overqualified to be in that role. Uh, I wish Eric the best of luck. He is a terrific person and a great family guy. And uh, I know that... uh, he's, uh, I'm going to be very intrigued to see how Eric does in this uh, dual role. Uh, he's uh, focused on uh, being a father and, uh, and doing some uh, coaching locally here over the last uh, several years in Edmonton since leaving the University of Alberta. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, Eric Francis, Calgary-based sports personality.